Hello, friends. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Fort Worth Roots. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by GW District. Go to shopgwdistrict.com or pull up your app store. Look for GW District. You're going to find 110 black-owned businesses listing their merchandise. And uh, this is kind of like Amazon. Think about it that way. You buy it online, it shows up at your doorstep. Easy peasy. Um, Black-owned businesses, entrepreneurs, the small guy. These are the people you want to be supporting, okay? Check it out. Shop GWDistrict.com or your app store, GW District. My guest today, our guest today, Fort Worth Roots guest today, is a uh, photographer that I've been following for some time now on Facebook, and I finally just asked her to come on the show and talk about all the crazy stuff I'm seeing, because every 12 images on her Instagram, it's like an entirely different theme. And she's doing stuff with her post-production that I, I have never seen before. In fact, next time we have her on the show, I'm going to have to ask her, like, how are you doing this? Because I don't get what's happening inside this picture. But it's really cool. And you can see all of this stuff at honey.badger.actual116 and see her full archive of stuff. There's 5,873 posts on her Instagram. You can see the other stats when you look it up but that's the important part lots of cool stuff and um anyway that's the reason we had her on the show i knew there was a bunch more to this person before we had her on the show so i intentionally like didn't ask her any questions because i wanted authentically to like talk to her and figure it all out during a recording so that's what we did um and what i found out is this is a very busy person she's got a lot going on so I'm going to stop talking now. Let's give it up for our guest today, Alicia Leanne. And um, thanks for being here. You're the reason I do this. No, not in general. I mean you. Yes. Yes, you. be able to hear yourself pretty good i can adjust your volume level okay. that sound all right yep sounds okay, good perfect all right so what, what were we just talking about uh my phot- photography yeah which is amazing by the way oh thank you i appreciate <laughs> it it's fun um so yeah i can do a lot of stuff with uh the videography and stuff i've been dabbling in that, in that for Oh, about the last three months, and it's just, you know, I'm sitting there, and I'm on, on my phone constantly just learning. Um, that's kind of how I am, is I always want to be learning. You yeah. know, I've always been like that, mm-hmm. so I've never kept a boundary on myself where I sit there and think, oh, you can't do this because you're doing this, or you're this way, or whatever, so I'm always doing something. Yeah. Yeah, well, you're extremely active. I, I, see, I, I don't know how you keep up with all this stuff because you'll you'll put out some really amazing content one day, and then you're right back at it the next day. So yeah, and it's constant. It's every day. Well, man, it, you know it keeps the demons at bay, and yeah. you know what drives me is, you know, I've been through a lot uh, in my life from the time I was you know born to the time you know through my adulthood and my you know young adulthood. Um, and so I just try to pull the positivity out of negativity the best yeah. way I can. And, um, 
like I said, you know, it keeps the demons at bay to keep moving. Yeah. The whole snow thing really killed me. I was like, yeah, I was just about to bring that up. Yeah. I was, I was like, Oh my God, I'm stuck in a hotel. What am I going to do? So I was like, you know, going and doing something. I literally yeah. didn't stay put the entire time. I was driving, going to uh, pick up friends, pick up stuff for friends. Cause I can drive cause I'm from Oregon, <laughs> but <laughs> you've got that special endorsement. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I used to drift. I had a, an eighties model um bmw that i used uh-huh. to drift at the track in oregon okay. so it's kind of the same just with no brakes <laughs> what do you have now um i don't have anything i actually sold my my truck when i came to texas mm-hmm. um how long ago was that uh two years ago a little over two oh, years brand new uh yeah i yeah. was so excited when i found out you were here because i i had it in my head that you were in houston and i don't even know why i thought that I go to Houston a lot. I'm in Dallas a lot. I was in Dallas a lot more training um, cops and and stuff like that. You mentioned that the other day. So what's going on there? Why are you training cops? With (laughs) with videography or what are you doing? Um, No, actually. uh, So I was a canine handler for six years. Okay. Um, I worked um, with canines and during like a little bit before that, um, I got certified as a Krav Maga instructor. Really? And yeah, so fighting's always been like a part of my life because my dad was an EOD and ranger in the military. Mm-hmm. And um, so he got me into boxing when I was five. And um, I've always been fascinated with the concept and the mentality that is given to you by martial arts. Mm-hmm. You know, so I kind of adapt that to my life. And. Um, I've always been obsessed with Israel. So when I had the the opportunity, a buddy of mine, um, I had just gotten two pieces of my rib removed in the back. Damn. And um, just for fun? No, I had a <laughs> I had a mask growing inside of it, and uh, wow. so they had to remove two pieces, and they cut about a twelve inch um, incision uh, through my lat. Okay. And so. I had just gotten out of the hospital from that, uh, maybe two weeks. And my buddy's like, dude, we should go try this Krav Maga thing. And I'm like, <laughs> oh man, I don't know. Like, cause we just got done partying, like, um, back home. And, uh, he goes, no, 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 let's go do it. And I still had like the Steri strips. <laughs> and so we go in and, um, now did you, were you already pretty well versed with Krav Maga? Um, I, I had done something, um, some stuff with like Roy Alana and he, uh-huh. he's, he's trained like, uh, Keanu Reeves and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Um, so I had taken a lot of his courses, but a lot of his stuff is, I call it no offense, Roy, <laughs> but the John, the, um, Johnny Cage of Krav Maga. <laughs> oh no. Cause he's been in every movie. Or? Yeah. It's, he's more <laughs> like Hollywoodified, you know, he, he sits there and he does, um, stuff that looks cool. Yeah. Uh, rather uh, than functional. Did you see, I can't remember which one it was. I think there's like 20 of them, but there's a, uh, born identity. And that was the first time I think Krav Maga like had a kind of a, a spot in a movie that that was very badass um i believe it had uh, i wonder if he trained mark Wahlberg or was it mark Wahlberg? no it wasn't. i think you're talking about um the one with uh angelina jolie because she did croft and th- that was like a main she was in born identity born identity i mean or they, they crop the guys called it's a it's it's kind of silly because a lot of the time you'll see Krav um, used in a lot of movies mm-hmm. just because 
uh, Krav Maga pulls from all different types of martial arts, yeah. whatever works. It's the only evolving mm-hmm. um, martial art out there. I wouldn't even say it's really a martial art. It's a self-defense because it's still used and practiced by the Israeli military. Right, yeah. Um, that's, that's kind of where... That's its origin, right? Yeah, Israel. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but I was I was an instructor. I've been an instructor for eight years now mm-hmm. um, in Krav, and I've worked with Itai Gill. Um, I've been out, and you know, we did a thing out with Chuck Norris out in Avasota. How's um, he doing? He's doing good, man. <laughs> like he, him, and his wife and his kids—they're amazing people. Yeah. And you know, I remember. Uh, going to his house for the first time his actual house and i was like um the biggest thing that i've always tried to do is empower people Uh and when i was standing at his actual front door i was thinking man if i can do it you can do it you know like you can do whatever you set your mind to yeah and so when I met him, I went straight for his dog <laughs> and started playing with one of his dogs. And the dude, he has um, a TV that is like four inches thick still. Okay. That's his flat screen. And still works. They, yeah. He doesn't, he's just a very down to earth person. They're not about money. They're just such amazing people. And um, I feel blessed to know them. And, have gotten that opportunity because um, when I was married, uh, my my stepkids, um, they got to see that. And that was a big thing for me, for them to see that no matter what odds are stacked against you, no matter how many people tell you that you can't, you can. Mm. And so that was just a really important part of my life uh meeting them and and getting to spend time with them and that's wild it was very cool. yeah it was and and when you see him you're like it kind of ruins everything that you had as a kid in your mind why <laughs> because he's you know he's not the the Stereo. hero he's yeah. not that that person you paint in your head it's he's a real just, person he's a real yeah. person that it is so like godlike he's he's and when i say godlike i mean he he's very they're very spiritual people mm-hmm. they're very like god oriented people and they're just so soft spoken and caring and it's just peaceful there with yeah. them in their presence so it's it's awesome it was a great opportunity to be able to do that yeah i've i've been around people like that in the past that are just it's it's just so comfortable mm-hmm. they've got a good nice calm environment and they're just easy to be around and yeah that's that's a priceless uh, experience I'm, I'm glad to hear old chuck is uh one of those good nah people. he's he's amazing did he have the uh total gym set up in the corner he actually so he <laughs> in his so it's his house so he had um for dakota his son his son does um uh gymnastics mm-hmm. so he had one side that was all gymnastics then you'd walk into another room and at every total gym that there ever was and there's Every different version. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yep. And some of them, I'm like, I remember seeing this as a kid on TV. <laughs> so funny. Never did I think I'd be sitting on one in his house. So, um, yeah, he does have the total gem. Uh, but yeah, one side's a like a weightlifting total gem area, and then one side's the you know the gymnastics floor. Yeah. So sounds massive. Now did everybody else that ever owned a total gym does, does he have any clothes hanging off of it no <laughs> not really <laughs> i'm just being ridiculous man so what, what were you doing there 
Um, so we were doing a, a thing. Um, Itai, one of he was uh, my instructor. He was, uh, uh, I believe, he was um, the head of uh, the Israeli um, counterterror team for 14 years. I want to say. Wow. Um, that's a that's a heavy job too. Yeah. I mean, anti-terrorism in Israel. That's that's yeah. gonna keep you busy. Oh, Itai Itai's a definitely a badass. That's for sure. Um, he knows his stuff, and uh, f- the kind of Krav Maga he does is not the kind of Krav Maga you see here, and that's why a lot of the time I don't blast that I'm a Krav Maga instructor because it's been so watered down here in the states yeah. where you're seeing things that are just schools to make money. Right. You know that's why I left my old organization um, because. It just got to the point where it was more about putting, you know, instructors that were not meant to be instructors and were not meant to, you know, teach, let alone <laughs> learn the curriculum. More about business, less about education. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And so I kind of stepped away from that because my mentality is, you know, you want to empower people, you want to yeah. teach people for the worst case scenario. And, you know, uh, I don't teach, um, a static opponent approach, you know, and that means like if you're holding a gun in my face, you're, you know, I'm, I'm going to, you know, do the defense, yada, yada. That's what the majority of schools teach here in the States. Mm-hmm. Um, when I teach it, it's like, I'm pushing you, I'm yelling at you and I'm putting in your face and I want you to do the defense. Right. Um, more realistic. Absolutely. Yeah. And so to me, I've always said that, you will never rise to the occasion. You will default to your highest level of mastery. And whether it be firearms, knife, krav, you know, hand-to-hand combat, um, that's that's the truth. Yeah. Like, you know, the fight or flight thing kicks in. And so if you don't know what you're, what you're doing, yeah. you're not going to... It's like going to the gym. You know, you create muscle memory with consistency and constantly going there. It's yeah. the same with anything like it's gotta that. It's got to be fresh too, right? You can't learn it 10 years ago and then expect it to come into play whenever. Yeah, <laughs> I I, th- I think so. I mean, I haven't done it for quite quite a while. I've more taught it, um, but it keeps it fresh. And, um, you know, teaching, some people tell you, oh, being an instructor, you kind of fall out of, you know, this. And I'm like, well, I don't know what you're doing, but <laughs> I'm well, fine. For me, teaching something is like the best way to learn something. Yeah. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. I I would get stuck into uh, environments where I would need to teach a class on something that I knew nothing about. <laughs> so I'd have to put together kind of a curriculum, maybe with some stupid slideshow or something. But by the end of the class, I had it, you know, kind yeah. of down. Yeah. Regardless of what it was, whether it was weapons or you know just uh, fought awareness or something. Like yeah. This. Yeah. Exactly. Fire safety. Yeah. Fire safety. Whatever. But you know, you go into something and. You don't know anything about it, and whenever you teach a class, now you're kind of the SME subject matter expert. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's always how I've been is where I just want to dive into it. I'm not like, I'll read books, and I get a lot of crap from, from other people where they're like, you don't you don't read like Lord of the Rings or you don't read this. No, I watch movies, but you know, put put a book in front of me about animals or something that I can learn, and I'm yeah. I'm diving into that thing and not putting it down until I'm finished. So, right, right. Um, but I still am a hands on learner. I always want to get my hands dirty. Yeah. Well, tell me tell me more about your art because uh, uh, for the listeners, and I'll I'll put up an image of it here if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. So Alicia. Um, 
she posted this what was it three four weeks ago maybe a month, or a month maybe or a month ago yeah. and uh it, it was this badass picture you've, you've been putting out a lot of art <laughs> but this right here i was like i'm gonna put that on my living room wall kind of <laughs> half as a joke but just wanting you to know that i really liked it and she messaged me back and said uh how big do you want it <laughs> so that's what she said <laughs> yeah yeah and then three or four days later you sent me a picture of it coming out of the printer yeah so, yeah and it's a 40 by 48 yeah so, you said you wanted it yeah, to go on your living room wall. Boy's going right there on that wall. Yeah. So, <laughs> so now I've got two uh, badass pieces of art. Um, I'll I'll put up an image of this one too. But we had a uh, a guest or a, a friend of the show and uh, a longtime personal friend of mine uh, bring another piece of art, totally unexpected. But it's the Fort Worth Roots logo. Uh, made by an artist and I'll have to I can't remember his name off the top of my head but I'll have to put up his name here and I'll I'll put a, a link to his uh Yeah, it's absolutely awesome. It's unbelievable. Just the detail detail in it. I mean, you just I I don't know how somebody does that but it's it's incredible. So so patience. Well, yeah. <laughs> and skill. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a gift for sure. Um so what what are you doing with your art? I mean, it's I know you, it's too detailed and too perfect to be just Instagram stuff. So there's a story behind it. Um, as a, as a kid, you know, I was always taking pictures, and um, I would run. So I would run six miles a day every day, and I would take pictures of flowers and everything, not realizing that I really had um, a gift. You know, I just enjoyed it mm-hmm. because I enjoy being outside, and I'm very spiritual. I believe in God, so I, I like capturing those moments. Um, and appreciating them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, growing up, I was like, you know, I had friends that were photographers, and I'm like, sure, everybody's a photographer, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, but uh, I, w- I was starting to take pictures for um, the trainings I was doing up in Dallas with the, the officers and um, the canines. And so when I wasn't in the decoy suit getting the shit bit out of me, (laughs) um, I was taking pictures and videoing it. And it just so happened to land in Canine Cop magazine. And I still didn't get it through my head that I had talent. I didn't, you know, I'm just like that person that kind of just floats and just goes (laughs) everywhere and just chill and like, whatever, this is cool. I'll I'll do this. I'll do that, you know? Um, But uh, so... I brought a friend, uh, I wouldn't really call him a friend, it was acquaintance, he had gotten a hold of me, and he was doing um, photography for Monster Energy, um, specifically the motocross portion of it, and oops. Not a sponsor. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Had to get some uh, caffeine this morning. Oh yeah, Yeah. should turn it around. (laughs) Um, But uh, so, I took him up there, and it it was like pulling teeth, getting him up there, because, you know, he, for... Long story short, he just kind of blew the whole thing, and I tried to walk him through of what what he needed to do, and um, the sheriff up there in Dallas wanted a calendar, and he wanted this and wanted that, and there was a couple people that were, you know, trying to um, be undercover, and he had taken face shots of them, so... I got a call and um, the sheriff was not happy with uh, what happened. Right. 
and not that you knew. How would yeah, you know? yeah. And so you know, this guy had put it on his Instagram. He put it on his <laughs> Facebook. He put it on his website. And I'm like, bro, please take it down. <laughs> and oh, and he's like, no, it's my art until they pay me. I'm not doing anything. And I'm like, they're not going to pay you because you didn't do what they asked. Jesus. Yeah. So it it got me in quite of a quite a mess. And uh, um, I said, well, what can I do? And he goes, fix it. You take the pictures. I'm like, nice. what? you can do it you can do it I was like huh and um so uh what were you using what was your camera I didn't have a camera I had a cell phone oh damn and (laughs) through all of that and uh so I'm like well I don't have a camera get one and um so I was like okay uh shit and uh my best friend in in the absolute whole world um ended up uh putting this sony a7 uh mirrorless camera in my hands mm-hmm. excuse me and um so i ended up um saying to myself i have never used one of these in my life and um well it can't be any harder than learning a a, a badass tactical rifle scope so i right. just i went to the skate park because it's different when you're catching the movements of the dogs they're fast and it's so different when you're shooting. It's like a rifle scope where you're not getting the focus outside as you're looking into the lens at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so what I did was I went to the skate park. I went to soccer games. I went anything in two motion. days. Yeah, anything with motion to yeah. capture capture what I needed to capture. And I got familiarized with it, went out to Dallas, killed it. Nice. And so from that point on... I still wasn't convinced and uh, I ended up going to Austin one day and um, it was like 11 o'clock at night and I'm like man I I really it's freezing outside but I want to go take some pictures you know it's a clear clear night and uh, I took a picture of the St. Mary's Church near the capital of Texas and um, I was freezing and I was like, oh my God, it's so cold out here. Like my hands weren't functioning and I'm like, I don't like this. And I kept taking a picture and I was adjusting, you know, everything. And finally I saw the progression of my learning capabilities right. and I got that perfect shot. Nice. Um, After like, what, do you have 300? Yeah. 300 let me show photos? you the picture. I'll show you so you can see it. Um, so you kind of get an idea of, cause this is absolutely no editing. Um, and for a while, um, I was doing it to where I, I was like, no, editing's bad. No, uh, filters are bad. No, you know, doing any kind of, you know, filter on a, on a photo is bad. Um, Photoshop or whatever yeah. it may be. And so while you're looking that up, would it be okay if, if you send me some of these pictures and I'll put them on the video? Absolutely. I will be happy so to. If, if y'all are listening and you're not on the YouTube channel, if you go to YouTube, Fort Worth Roots, um, I'll have some of these pictures up that Alicia's done that she's talking about right now. Let's see. And we got Pancake here today. Yeah, Miss Pancake. Miss Pancake is a three-year-old... How do you say it? Belgian Malinois. Which is, I think, is that the same dog from John Wick 3? Yeah. Oh, there? God, don't get me started on that movie. It's, oh, it's my a badass Lord. Movie. No, it was oh, not. Come on. <laughs> no, it was so inaccurate. It wasn't even funny. I I, I, I actually walked out of that, that movie. I was couldn't. It, the, it was the dogs? I'd, the dogs, um, 
the knife scene because I'm I'm knife is my thing. I'm yeah. very proficient in knife, and when I saw what they were doing, I was just like, oh, "What are you guys doing?" I'm gonna have to go back and watch it again and see what I can pick it up. All right, so you're gonna have to send me this picture so I can put it on the video. And this is which cathedral in that's uh, St. Mary's in downtown Austin. Yep, next to the Capitol. Yeah, very close to the Capitol. This is beautiful. And so this is like picture 300. Yep. Yep. So I, uh, I, I wanted to get into photography, so I got myself a uh, uh, Nikon, and I can't remember what model. I, it got stolen a while back, and I've mentioned this tragedy probably a dozen times on the Ooh. podcast, but I had my uh, truck parked over in Deep Ellum in Dallas, and like an idiot, I left a bag out mm-hmm. in the back seat, and when I came back, it was gone, so... Anyway, but I I got the camera in like you were talking about. You know, you got to figure out all the different settings yeah. and what works and low light, high light, slow speed, high speed, light and speed can, you know, combined. Yeah. And, um, anyway, it was fun to mess around with. It was super basic. Uh, got, got a couple of prime lenses. And then uh, one day I just walked up to the first sergeant and I was like, hey, uh, this is in Kuwait. It's like, I want to be the unit photographer. And he was like, you got a camera? Yes, yes, first sergeant. Okay, I have a, I have a camera. He's like, all right. Well, we got some uh, some Marines are going to get on a helicopter in the morning with one of our pilots, and they're going to be jumping out at eleven thousand feet. Hell yeah! This is day one of me telling him I wanted to be the photographer. Oh my! <laughs> having just bought this thing over at the exchange, and you're like, just what barely have, have it just figured done? out. I'm like, I better figure this out. So yeah. I sat down with a buddy who had a Canon, and he was trying to help me as much, much as he could. Went up the next morning at like 4.30 in the morning. And have you ever been in a helicopter and gone to 11,000? I don't believe 11,000. <laughs> it's not like they're not supposed to be there. Yeah. Right? So the pilot told us before we left, he's like, all right, we're going to get up to altitude. Y'all are going to jump out. We're coming right back down. I do not like taking this helicopter to 11,000. It's not where it's supposed to be. And, you know, me not being a pilot and I'm just like, okay, whatever. He's just trying to be whatever, dramatic or... Yeah. So we get in, we get in, we take off, and uh, I mean, it was a slow, slow, slow climb. And like, you can start to feel it shake. <laughs> well, there was that, but the other scary part was like the sound changed. Oh. So it was like, like, and boom, at 4,000. Yeah. Boom. And the, yeah. the higher we got, yeah. That's what 11,000 sounded like. Yeah. And I'm like, slowing oh, it he down. wasn't kidding. We got to get out of here. <laughs> and those Marines started just barrel rolling out of the helicopter. I got a couple of uh, cool shots. And I that's think awesome. I, I, I think would love I still to see have them. them. So I'll, I'll put them up on the video. There's going to be a lot of pictures in this video. Yeah. So, but it's fun. And, uh, you know, I'm phew, nowhere near what, what you've got accomplished but, there. But, but that's, that's the thing. You know, a lot of people come to me and I take pictures of everything. And, uh, um, which gets me, brings me to that, the real big reason why it drives me is, um, it calms me mm-hmm. and it, it focuses me and, and photography to me, um, when I see somebody else's photography, I'm inspired and I'm more reading a story than looking at a picture because to me, um, do you ever remember the old VHSs where you'd flip it on the back and you'd have like certain, you know, illustration photos to tell you and get you psyched about the movie? Yeah. To me, um, photography... You're talking about on the case. Yeah, yeah on yeah, the case yeah. of it. And photography is like, we could take a picture right now 
And there's things that you're going to see in that picture that you didn't see with your eyes because your senses are so heightened and focusing on certain things that you're missing the moment. You're literally stopping time when you yeah. take a picture. Yeah. And you're able to keep that for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, a buddy of mine, I took a picture of his, his daughter um, and uh, um, he he saw something in the picture that he didn't see in that moment just you know in general mm-hmm. and he got what i was saying and so that's why photography means so much to me is because you know just like i write as well um you know you can touch people's lives you know they may you may see and take that shot for one reason and touch somebody else's life because of another reason yeah and so that's again with what I try to do with my life is inspire, empower, and push people towards, you know, the focus of a better life, the yeah. focus of a better future. Never lose that hope. I always say, you know, I may fail, but I'll never quit. Yeah. Failing is a necessity. You know, if you haven't met failure, you'll never appreciate success. So to me, um, uh, that's why I do it. And that's why I love it. You know, I'm out there taking pictures and I'll see something and I've already edited it in my, in my head, <laughs> yeah. you know, cause I'm like, oh, I'm going to show him this. This is going to be so cool. You know, um, yeah. I was just talking last night, uh, to my boyfriend, uh, about, uh, going to Louisiana. He's like, it's dirty there. I'm like, <laughs> I know, but you know, I love dark. I can get so much good stuff oh, out of yeah. that. <laughs> so, oh yeah. The French quarter. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just, spend a week there yeah, yeah. I, I would get lost because i do uh you'll you'll lose me if i get somewhere i could be out for hours looking are you, are you still using that mirrorless yeah 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 i love it um i love my mirrorless but honestly i went out and bought um the new iphone 12 pro max apple you owe me now since i gave you a reference <laughs> um because you know i i always have my cell phone on me right. who doesn't yeah. you know nowadays and uh so I went out and bought uh, a couple, I say a couple, but I spent about $800 on equipment for hey, my cell phone. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's for the cause. Don't, don't be ashamed. Yeah. These aren't, yeah. Uh, these aren't designer shoes, you know? Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, but, it, you know, it's, and that was hard for me because uh, a friend of mine, really good buddy, uh, he's an incredible human being. Um, I told him, I was like, man... I texted him when I did it, like, directly after, and I was like, man, it just spent, like, over $700. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he goes, you know, you really, you this need, you, you're believing in yourself yeah. when you do that. And I was like, it's hard, you know, to, to sit there and, and buy stuff for myself and believe in myself in that way. And the, just the way, you know, he put it meant so much to me. Yeah. And um, that's, that's true. That's- yeah. Yeah, we we have to invest in ourselves and it's it's believing in ourselves and a lot of my life, you know, I've been attached to a ton of different people that have used my gifts and then discarded me, which is it's completely fine because again with pulling the positivity from negativity, I'm always like, "Hey, it's a lesson. I'm going to be using that not just in that moment, but you know, 10 years down the road, you know, I have things that I, you know, that and I I know that my energy that I put into that person is eventually going to help them. Yeah. No matter what the outcome was, no matter how we parted ways, whatever. Um, so yeah, I just, uh, 
I, I, I went and did it and I was like, well, now I'm going to do some video and do, you know, photos and just have my phone with me. But yeah, I do use that camera. That camera will never go anywhere because it means it was the beginning of the road for me. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's a Sony a7. I've, I've been looking at the Sony a7, um, three S. How much do they want for that one? <laughs> Three thousand over about, three grand. Yeah, I was, I was, I was guessing in my head twenty five to uh, twenty five hundred to three grand. They're not cheap. Yeah, yeah. Mine was when it was new. It was a, uh, it was a three. It was the same. But I mean, it, it, and it's probably waterproof. I guess at this no. point, they're not. That one was no. That's not. No. No. My, my argument was going to also be that, like you know, it's mirrorless, so it's not like you're going to knock it out or, you know. It's going to be harder to damage, but why are they not waterproof? I don't know. <laughs> Especially with me. I'm like, I'm always like walking out with my phone. I'm always dropping it. I'm like, oh my God, is the lens is uh, okay? Yeah. Well, I don't have my phone sitting around here. I don't think. Oh yeah, dude. Look at this bad boy. It's just all busted up. Yep. I can't stop dropping it. You need a case. Well, so here's the thing. This, this was like, it, the reason I got this stupid thing, this is a... G8X ThinQ by LG, who cares, but it came with a second screen. So, like, the case was, like, it snapped into yeah. a case that had a screen, so now you have two screens, and then you closed it, and it kind of had, like, a almost a third screen. Like, it wasn't as detailed or whatever. Yeah. But that was the case. Well, it started screwing up. I broke the shit out of it, and so then I ended up just walking around with this one day, and I dropped it and cracked it. I'm like, shit, all right. Well, that's done. Whoops. But I'm not excited about this thing because it's the first time I haven't had a Galaxy in, I don't know, four or five phones. So. Hey, right now, the Galaxy Note 10, I believe. It's, I'm, I'm going back. That's what yeah, I think they, I'm kind of holding out for the up, upgrade. They have some period. cool things on um, uh, on their cameras. Yeah, yeah. They're so. all just so badass. And um, it it's getting difficult for people to really make money off of photography because everybody does have a camera in their pocket and these cameras are getting so advanced that you don't have to know what shutter speed to use or yeah. where your ISO should be or any of that because it already does it. It automatically has a software for that. Yeah. So people are just taking incredible photographs with their phones. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's insane and you know the the Photoshop and everything. I have a uh, my buddy who's a uh, he's done now the majority. I've like finally found a tattoo artist here in Texas that I'm like in love with. And you want to give him a shout out? Uh, sure. His uh, his name is Brian Rawlings, and he works at uh, Forsaken uh, Tattoo. Um, it's technically Pflugerville, I think. Um, it's down close to Wells Branch area, down near Round Rock. Um, we'll have to look him up. Yeah, he's he's incredible, but. You know, that's what I mean. Like the artist mentality in him is just absolutely um, humbling because we were working on this tattoo that he did on me uh, actually yesterday. And um, I was like, I want it because of this. And, you know, we were just looking at different art and figuring out what we wanted. And we worked together. And, you know, when I have somebody that comes to me and um, they tell me, oh, your photos are so great, You're, you know, and they're another artist or they're another photographer. Um, I tell them, art is art. It, 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 You're literally seeing the soul of somebody else when, when you look at their art, when you look at that piece that that guy did. That's a badass piece, but you know that what drove him, what, what, you know, every stroke, every like hand movement that he did, like chefs are artists too. Yeah. 
and they're putting their heart and soul into their creation. Right. And so I don't see how somebody could be better or worse as as an artist it's because art. it's art. Yeah. Yeah. It's a person. Yeah. So, um, well, I tell you what, if I was to do anything artistic, uh, like that, it would turn out crap. So there, there, <laughs> I don't know, there, man. There's there's the, I've seen some, argument. <laughs> some art that sold for millions of dollars. Oh, it's yeah. like, what was that? That looks like you took a shit and then threw it on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I've seen some wild stuff like that. And I mean, recently I, it, and it's, it's always been like that. I, people appreciate art that, you know, you and I might not appreciate. Yeah. Like, seriously? Yeah. That's, well, that's the same that's thing with food. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what is that? Oh, man. You want me to do what? I, I'll, I'll go deep on the food. Like, I'll I'll try just about anything. Yeah, me too. I'm not a picky eater. and But I tell you what, I have spoiled myself, like, over the years, eating, like, really good food at really good places. And then, you know, you'll go somewhere and try something real basic that's not bad, but, you know... It's hard to dial back that expectation when oh, you've had yeah. really good food. Uh, we did a we went to uh, Mexico, Playa del Carmen, um, Gran Pariso, and uh, I'd never had food like this before. And it was the buffet, so you're thinking, okay, this is just like because they have the buffet, and then they've got restaurants that you can get reservations for in the evening or whatever. Yeah. And we just kept going to the buffet because it was so damn good. <laughs> yeah, no, dude, like. Every time I would go to SHOT Show, um, I would go to, what was it called? The Where's SHOT Show? Um, Vegas. Okay. Yeah, so we would go to SHOT Show, and of course, you know, everybody would be drinking and going crazy. I'm not much of a drinker, um, but uh, I'm not a fan of liquor. Yeah. I'm a fan of beer. Yeah. Good beer. Craft But beers. beer don't like me. Oh. <laughs> they bloats the hell out of oh, me yeah. real quick. Um, so we went to... Um, we went to uh, the Aria Buffet. Mm-hmm. Dude, it, every freaking station you go to is like uh, an absolute freaking restaurant. And it's, it's oh, it was so good. They had macaroons that they were making in front of you. I'm just like, oh my, oh my, oh my. I've never had a good macaroon, ever. Yeah, they're, they're hard to find if you don't make them. I can, I can make them. I love to cook. Yeah. Like, that's a huge passion of mine. Um you know, when I got to meet Gordon Ramsay for the first time, I was just like, oh my God, you saved my life. You know, like... Gordon he, Ramsay, is he the one where he puts bread on either side of someone's head and says, what kind of, What are you? You're a stupid sandwich? No, I don't... I've never heard that one, but he's the one that does Hell's Kitchen and uh, yeah. MasterChef that, and all that. It. I think it was Hell's Kitchen. And yeah. it, was, it was some some meme that was circulating and he had a piece of bread on either side of the person's head. Like, <laughs> You're a dumb you? sandwich. You're like a dumb idiot It sounds like something. something he'd say. So, so what's that guy like? <sighs> he's absolutely down to earth. He's very, very polite and caring. And he's he kids all like nonstop. Yeah. He's just a, a really tr- a real big treat to be around. Um, he... Uh, he he kept you know he kept looking at me and I, I never have gotten starstruck. I've met a lot of stars and he was just like, oh my god, oh my god, this is Gordon Ramsay. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> like I can't because we were at a celebrity exclusive party, so you weren't getting in unless you were on the list. Yeah. And uh, he was from afar, and I was like, I can't do it. The next day I did it, but um, yeah, he changed my life because after my mom died. You know, I went through uh, some dark times and I was just flipping through the channels and uh, I ended up seeing his stuff and he was talking about, you know, what he had been through and what food, you know, and cooking does for him. 
and um i was like well what got you into cooking, yeah though. yeah well i mean i did it with my mom and my dad you know they love to cook my sisters loves to cook um and so that was just a a big moment for me like an epiphany again like with the photography that i didn't realize i had a passion i didn't realize i had a gift mm-hmm. and you know my boyfriend all the time he's like i i don't like this restaurant we you know we should have just stayed home and you should have cooked and i'm like this is what i'm saying like i'm not (laughs) not necessarily like if somebody makes me a meal i'm not picky Mm -hmm. but if i go out and i spend a good amount of money on a you know a meal i i expect it it to be better than what i can do yeah yeah. like (laughs) so um but yeah he uh he was just a very down to earth, um, good hearted human being and, and the aura around him, he's just, he's funny. You know, he doesn't walk around thinking I'm Gordon Ramsay and, you know, bow at my feet. It's like, Oh, Hey, what's up? How are you doing? You know, like what, what's your story? And, uh, one of the, one of the good ones, um, I will say my, the one that I hate the most as far as, uh, celebrities that I've met, uh, uh, it'd be Steven Seagal and uh, Dennis Rodman, they can all suck a dick. And I hope you got that. I hope you don't edit that out. No, no, it's it's, it's in there. It's, it's find me. So, um, uh, Steven Seagal, he's such a funny character, and he comes up in conversation with a friend of mine all the time. Because oh, he's just horrific, so ridiculous. But uh, you 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 just gotta love the content, just because it's it's yeah. It's, I mean, it's one I, of those I was cautionary tales. You yeah, know? <laughs> I I've been around him about six times, and uh, I have friends that have worked like um, his personal detail um, very closely with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I was at Shot Show, my first Shot Show, uh, my buddy Ray was like, "Yeah, fuck, you know, uh, <laughs> he's here," and I was like oh wow under siege under siege i love under siege i love that as a kid i get to do that and meet him and oh man what a dog i was just like oh i don't even want to offend a dog by calling that you know like but he uh he's definitely not down to earth he's definitely not humble um well what was that there was something not too long ago i want to say this was two three four years ago maybe but he was training with like anderson silva i think and the guy like called him sir or something and Steven Skull turned around and said you can call me sensei oh god it was something like that oh it, my. Might, it might not have been Anderson. he's like that it, was, it might not have been Anderson he Silver, is and and he was one of the big name guys I really didn't take the time <sighs> until he seeked me out um to to really talk to him mm-hmm. um I just watched him with how he treated people and um Again, I'm a big person on, you know, I don't care what your political views are. I don't care what your religion is. I don't care what, who you like to sleep with. Right. <laughs> I I just want you to be a good person. Right. And um, Very fair. Yeah. And and treat people fairly. And, and when you have something like that, you have the ability to reach the world yeah. um, further than most then you need to be a, an outstanding person right. and, and try to change the world as best as you can. Yeah. Um, you get a lot more power than absolutely some individual that doesn't have a platform. Yeah. Right. Star Wars res- reference with great power comes <laughs> great to responsibility. Right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm not a fan of Spider-Man, but <laughs> no, no. Um, the, the newest, uh, like Marvel, 
kind of recreation of spider-man was kind of cool like the yeah i do like the new kid yeah Yeah. i like him um he kind of saved spider-man for me because toby mcguire trashed it Jesus, (laughs) yeah we're we're all still upset about that (laughs) because like as a kid watching the cartoon it was awesome yeah the cartoon that would come on saturday mornings or whenever it was that was a really cool cartoon and so whenever they were going to do spider-man you get really excited, and then Tobey Maguire shows up. Yep, everybody leaves the room. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was very depressing that that movie, both of them. Um, and then the one kid that did it, he played on um, what was it, Hacksaw Ridge? Um, was that a series or? Yeah, he was he was a peaceful. Um, what was it called? Uh, the 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 guys that don't um, carry a weapon, they won't shoot in war in time of war. Um, but they're still serving in the mil- military. I mean, I know you've got people that have positions like that. You got photographers. You got people holding the. Is this like Civil War times? Uh, you got the guys out there with the flags. You, you just <laughs> no. You got to look it up because okay. it was an absolutely incredible movie. And he played in. Uh, he played Spider Man before he did that role. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he did. He was more adding in the parkour because he did that and. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll give Spider-Man a chance. And then they had the kid that's, he's actually, he dances. And mm-hmm. so that's another thing I've dabbled in was I did competition dance for really? quite some time. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of goes with martial arts, but yeah. you know, mom was into dancing and music and my dad was into fighting and smashing and sports. Yeah. So, um, but so I, I feel like I have a good balance. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're just into everything creative. I I am. I Love am. Yeah. Well, creative people like yourself. Um, I'm trying. I'm tr- I'm trying to kind of correct the course of my life and kind of lean into that a little bit because I I I feel like there's a lot more joy and reward in in doing things like that. The artistic side, the creative side. And well, there is, you know, because you know when when you become, I always tell people you have to be self-transparent with yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like the person in the mirror staring back at you, ask yourself why and and fix it. Um, and a lot of people say, well, that's not that simple. Well, it is. Kinda it is. just takes consistency. Yeah. It's hard as shit. Yeah. But, I'm not telling you to go to the gym and get, you know, muscles in one day, you know, but that's life. Mm-hmm. You know, you go in there and if it's not a challenge and it doesn't challenge your mind, you're not going to go. You're not going to you know, sit there and, and go with it. And I think that's why, um, listening to your podcast, uh, prior to doing this, uh, I think that's what you like. You like meeting people, you like hearing their creativity and it makes you more creative and, and that's it. You know, like I told you with the photos and photographers that I work with, um, just being around them and hearing their creativity, that's empowering. Well, and I, there's a lot to it. Um, You've heard it said a thousand different ways, a hundred different times, but uh, you are the people in the environment that you surround yourself with, you know, and I didn't know what I was getting into whenever I started the podcast, but meeting people like you has just been so great. And I'm every single guest that I bring on, it's just this new experience. And I, if I didn't have the podcast, we would never have met. Yeah. So that right there is my number one. 99.9% 99.9% reason for the podcast now, which I didn't know it was going to be that. But moving down here to Austin 
and not knowing anybody and then reaching out to people for the podcast has kind of kept me sane because I don't know anybody here. Yeah. But I'm meeting so many amazing people. Yeah. And I get to add you and Pancake to the list now. Yeah, Pancake had a lot to say <laughs> when she came through your door. <laughs> yes, that's okay. I, I had to know who was running this shit. <laughs> yeah, she... Everybody asked me, well, why'd you name her Pancake? Well, her name was supposed to be Eowyn, because I am a big Lord of the Rings fan. Really? Um, My dad used to read me the books when I was a kid, Mm -hmm. and uh, God, I've heard those books like (laughs) probably 15 times, all of them, Mm -hmm. and uh, I was going to name her Eowyn, and Eowyn is the one that cuts off the Ringwraith's king's head, Okay. and says um, when he goes... No man can kill me. She's like, I am no man, and then cuts his head <laughs> off. And uh, I always love that. It gives me goosebumps still just saying it. And then I was going through my first uh, official show prep, and uh, I was like, oh, my God. I'm not a sweet fan. Like, I don't crave sweets too often. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just, like, wanting pancakes so bad. So I'm like, your name is going to be Pancake. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of a, kind of went the other direction with that. Yeah, yeah. So, so she's my sweet girl. So I was researching this breed of dog because John Wick 3. Yeah. And I, I love dogs. I, it's killing me that I don't have one right now. But like I told you, I'm working 80, 90 hours a week. Yeah. I don't have time for a dog. Yeah. And it would not be fair to keep that thing in a kennel all day or stuck at the house by itself. So mm. I just can't do it. But I'm crazy about dogs. And this one, um, if I'm not mistaken, they were saying like it is it is a uh, one owner dog. It is extremely like you you gotta stay on like the training. Like mm-hmm. if, if you if you allow it to get away with stuff, then you've just gotta uh, yeah, it's a, it's on your hands. It is an alpha mentality ruled dog. Mm. Um they will rule you if you do not rule them. Yeah. Um, so it needs to be a balance of, you know, positive reinforcement, negative reinforcement. Um, and when I say negative reinforcement, let's just, you know, make it clear. Like a good thing of uh, negative reinforcement, a good example for us as humans is like, for example, you'll be in your car and you won't put your seatbelt on. And it'll go ding, 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 ding. And you're like, oh my God, just fucking put my goddamn seatbelt on. And you put it on and that's negative reinforcement. So a lot of people um, that don't know the canine industry and they don't know canine training, uh, they think when we say negative reinforcement, it's like hitting the dog or, you know, do it being abusive to the dog in some sort of way. But it's really not. No, it's, uh, it's. You have to be, that's another thing about owning a Malamar. I actually uh, was on a, a group, a Malamar group, uh, and not too long ago, this lady said, I'm thinking of getting a Malamar. Um, what are you, what's your best advice? And I said, uh, learn together, grow together, yeah. because that dog is unlike any other breed, mm-hmm. and it will teach you things about yourself that you didn't even know. Like it is, um, pancakes taught me a lot about me. Um, there's, you know, I have her as a service dog, but you know, she shows me and like, kind of like with the camera where I say there's things that you miss, Mm -hmm. but they see it and they feel it. And there's a language with dogs. That's why I've always done like stuff with canines is because I speak their language. Like for example, uh, one of my friends was like, will you work with my dog? And, uh, she was telling me that she got in 
uh, she wanted to cuddle with her dog. Mm-hmm. And he growled at her when she got in his bed. And I'm like, okay, when he gets in the bed and you guys are like all snuggled up watching TV or whatnot, and he jumps on you, do you not yell at him to get off the bed? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, that's the same thing he just did to you. <laughs> it wasn't being aggressive. It was telling right. you, these are my boundaries. Right. Don't. Yeah. You know, dogs, I don't believe, are meant to be aggressive. I'm a big fan and advocate for the pit bull, um, you know, pit bulls. Uh, and dogs speak, too. Yeah. But you have to take the time to listen to them. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm all about the deepness of, of people and animals. And um, for myself, personally, uh, I feel like, you know, if we're to know God better, then we're to know the people, his people, and and everything that he's provided for us here at a deeper level, uh, you know, and get more complex and more and that's why like when somebody says well you can't be a christian if you're a scientist bullshit yeah i don't understand that argument either. yeah i never got it because i'm like he created all of that yeah. so science is just understanding yeah. his creation and appreciating it yeah yeah I, i've never understood that argument either I'd, i i would love for somebody to try to uh, explain that to me in an intelligent <laughs> way um but yeah no i 100 percent agree and uh lately i've I don't. I think this came up in a podcast before, but uh, last year was kind of a rough year for everybody, but also yeah. was the roughest year of my life through a bunch of personal stuff, and I had to just kind of find a place to to put my energy, and I decided that I just needed to be focusing on gratitude, and part of that is just appreciating the simple stuff around you, and it's kind of like the the octopus is a really good example. You see an octopus on TV, you're like octopus but if you had never seen that creature before and you just stumbled across an octopus you'd be like oh my god what did i just find it's incredible the way it moves the way it changes its colors how it eats how it mates how it escapes it's unbelievable (laughs) right but i mean the same is true of anything else so you just look around your environment the trees trees are incredible these uh, multi-cellular organisms with uh, root systems that reach down in the ground and pull nutrients and then the leaves on top that pull uh, energy through chemical process out of the sunlight i mean it's just amazing and and just to take a moment and to appreciate the stuff in your environment it changes your entire outlook and it's it's kind of woo woo but it's it's accurate. And yeah. if you look at any any religion, um, just pick one. Every single one of them have two things in common. It's gratitude and love. Yeah. And I think that if you focus on that, and I've, I've actively been trying to, to focus on those two things, it changes your life. And I notice days whenever I'm, I'm not focused on it, I have a really fucked up day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm the same way. So I, I get what you're saying. You know, like with the snow, you know, you and I were talking oh. before and it's like, you know, I, I saw a lot of things that I didn't like. Um, but I always, like I said, I always pull the positivity out of negativity. Um, but the thing that I pulled that was positive is, you know, I've done all these things with my life. I come from Oregon, yada, yada. I know how to, you know, help somebody get out of the snow. I know how to do this. I know how to do that. And I applied it and, you know, brought myself back from like going into a depression or losing my mind, whatever yeah. you want to say. And, um, but the thing was that made me sad was a lot of people were unappreciative 
And, you know, I would, I would say that, you know, when you think you're in a bad place, if you must go and really be in that dark place, then think darker. You want dark, think darker. Who's in a darker place? And then find that gratitude in where you're at and understand that wherever you are in life right now is where you're, you know, where you're supposed to be Mm -hmm. and wherever you're going in the future is where you're meant to be. Yeah. And, you know, I just, I, I just move on, on that direction. I don't, you know, people ask me, well, what's next? I don't know, but I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited for it. Um, because that's the thing. Like when you start painting a picture in your head, whatever it may be, if it's negative, if it's positive, whatever you're, you're setting yourself up for failure for disappointment because you're painting that picture. All I say to myself when I get up is what are you going to do today? Yeah. It's going to be positive. It's going to be happy. You're going to have fun. And yeah, if shit happens, ride it out. My buddy, um, we're actually talking about doing our own podcast. So you're going to have to be on there. Hell yeah. Um, so it's <laughs> called, you, it, oh. called Two Quacks. Two Quacks? Two Quacks. <laughs> yeah. And so it's going to be me as an illustrated duck screaming <laughs> under the water with my teeth. Because I was like, I love, everybody's like, you have such a great smile. So I'm going to have a duck with teeth. And he's going to have a duck with, he wears pocket shirts. Mm-hmm. And so he's going to have a duck with pocket shirt and uh, uh, a joint smoking. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Man, okay. So as soon as you get ready to launch that soft launch, whatever, just send me stuff and I'll put it up on my social media too. Oh, that's, yeah. That's and really cool. We definitely got to collaborate. He uh, wanted me to ask you some questions after this. Um, oh, let's let's ask him now. Uh, I t- well, I mean... Um, he uh, didn't send me them, but dude, like some of the stuff we're going to talk about, cause we're, he's a survivalist. Uh-huh. Like he's hella into survival. I'm into, you know, the fighting, the fitness, the shooting, all of that stuff. And so some podcasts that we're going to do are going to be silly. Like what are aliens, you know, doing like if they come to earth, what do they want? <laughs> you know, and just asking like these questions and going into it. And, you know, he smokes obviously, tons of weed and we were going to do a drinking game at one point where we have like you know you have to ask um through third person like i've never mm-hmm. and if you you know have to you have to take a drink and you're just gonna get drunker and drunker that's gonna be a shit show it's gonna be a shit show because <laughs> i'm a lightweight like <laughs> so the the episode that i'm gonna be editing today is uh the first episode where i actually brought drinks into the into the fold of, oh no of, of one of the recordings and it's so funny because you can just kind of hear the composure kind of yeah breaking up as as the podcast moves on or the recording and um so it's it's just funny, and we weren't actually drinking that much. We were, you know, we might have had three drinks apiece during the recording. It's like two and a half hours long. Yeah, but that's the thing. You don't think you're that bad until you rehear yourself, and you're like, oh damn, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that went there. So, oh yeah, yeah. So there's a there's that to look forward to. Well, that's yeah. cool. When are y'all get? Uh, when do you think you'll get started? Um, he so he just uh, put in his uh, transfer request. So he works three days a week at Costco, and um, uh, other than that, you know, he's he's just going to transfer here, and he's going to be doing that. And then we're just going to like go full force on the on the podcast. And excuse me, um, we're going to be making a difference with keeping basically our focus is bettering the community. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and so whether that be inspiring somebody with a positive, you know, word or in inspiring people to get more prepared or inspiring people to laugh a little bit more about life and not take it so seriously. Um, you know, that's our goal. That's our ultimate goal. Yeah. Uh, Another so, creative outlet for you. Yeah. Like you didn't have enough going on. <laughs> I know. Everybody's like, how, how do you get it all done in the day? Well... I wake up at four in the morning and then I go to the gym and then I come and take care of like errands or whatever. And then along the way, if I see anything that I like, you know, taking pictures, I'll take pictures and then I schedule things according. I train people and then that's it. Yeah. You know? So what are you, what, what, you've got all these different things going on. You're, you're meeting all the movie stars and the, the uh, total gym guy and the, the Hollywood, uh, professional chef dude and what what are you doing like what what's your normal job what do you do? <laughs> you got all these other things going on but what what do you, what do you put on your uh, title for your resume now um now that i've gotten out of like getting shot at and stuff um uh just i i take pictures I train people as far as like um fitness whether it be writing their diet plans or training them and writing their diet plans um and then uh i also uh do um uh the training still with the law enforcement and things like that on so this every is now all and just then. kind of freelance stuff mm-hmm. do you have, is, is this under like a an llc or people just uh, call you up and yeah so honey badger tech fit um no, what's and that? then uh so that's like my fitness fighter fit stuff okay and then um we have uh top mount depiction okay so the reason why that's my photography okay so the reason why and i'm i'm still needing to get that uh uh the legal stuff because i just brought like maybe a month or two ago came up we came up with that um but i wanted that because for me like coming from oregon i'm always climbing mountains yeah like and so not a whole lot of those around here no no there's a lot of hills <laughs> a lot of hills yeah um but uh i came up with it because as a kid i remember climbing this mountain uh we were camping and um i was all over the place as a kid i i, I haven't changed one bit um <laughs> i just am more knowledgeable now uh and aware of my abilities uh but I went out. My mom's like, okay, I'm going to make breakfast in like two hours. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go play. And I remember taking the dog and climbing this this mountain by myself. And when I got to the top, uh, I saw sunrise. And so that always stuck with me. And for me, like taking pictures for people, whether it be for them or just for myself, I want to give them a top mount view of everything yeah. because I want them to see it all. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I came up with that. Perfect. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Man, um, that's incredible. And uh, I'm super pumped that now we've got one more person for the Fort Worth Roots listeners. I know. This is, a, like I said, this has just been incredible meeting these people, everybody. Yeah. Um, well, what are you, uh, what's next? What's what's going to be the uh, next move after the podcast? 
The what? next move after the podcast. See, there you go with that. What's the next <laughs> move? And I'm telling you, like my buddy that I'm doing the podcast with says it the best. Dude, I'm a duck, man. I'm just floating around and doing my things. And he always says, if your ass isn't up in the air 90% of the time, you ain't loving life. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many implications there. Yeah, yeah, I know. And so, um, you know, it's just, it's really just about being in the positive um, atmosphere, a positive mindset for myself. Um, I fell off the bodybuilding for a while. Me too. Uh, <laughs> shut up. You look great. Um, but I, I fell off of it in in the sense of I didn't stop going to the gym. Mm-hmm. I fell out of love with it mentally yeah. because it became feeling like my marriage was where it felt like a job. Right. And it, it was like, why is this, you know, there's a song I was actually, it just came on like my Spotify uh, radio. Mm-hmm. I was listening to it and it's like, why is love a battlefield? And I kind of correlate that to life is if life is a battlefield and it's a never ending battlefield, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. You know, yes, we're going to go through hard times. Yes, we're going to have to fight to get where we want to be. However, if it's constantly putting you in a bad mindset it's yeah Yeah. it's not worth it and so i'm just like is that really that necessary or is that really that important or is that like really cool over there yeah Yeah. it is i'm gonna go over there yeah you know and and a lot of people that scares them that Mm -hmm. mentality like my boyfriend always tells me uh, you kind of scare me <laughs> like because you're like over here and you're over here and you're over here. I'm just worried you're going to get bored. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm yeah. just doing my thing. You know, I'm just busy. Did you have a moment where you kind of like put your foot down and said, I'm going to start living a way that brings joy to life rather than chasing other people's expectations? Or is that just all? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it happened a year ago. Yeah. That's kind of where I was at. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, you know, it it happened when I when the camera was put in my hands. Yeah. Because um I I've always been confident in my capabilities, but I've never been confident in my looks and you see even in my photography I use myself as as a model mm-hmm. um to convey some of the pictures that I do. Um but I that's me putting myself out of my comfort zone. So when I find something that I'm afraid of, I push myself out of it. That's why I did a bodybuilding show. Yeah. That's why I take those pictures. Everybody's like, "Oh my god, you're so sexy in this." And I'm like, mm-mm, "Thank you. I appreciate it." <laughs> well, it's true. And I noticed that there's been like a shift in the way you're doing your photography, but I think probably 6 months ago, you're doing more kind of risque uh, Yeah pictures that were more about your body and things like that Mm -hmm. and now it's kind of like this dark weapon fueled (laughs) resident evil-esque it's just fucking badass i love (laughs) all of it i'm a huge fan of resident evil so i can tell in those pictures man but it's so awesome Uh, i play video games i'm a nerd and and you're probably like where the fuck do you find the time to play video games do you i do oh jesus oh man i love video games i've got a box in there with a playstation 2 and like all the old school like metal gear solid and things like like all the cool games from the ps2 era yeah I would love to have that set up in here, but I, when the fuck would I have time? I just don't. Make it. I, 
<laughs> make it <laughs> podcast i i yeah uh, i fell off when i when i came down here um there was about a month stretch where I just fell off the podcasting because I didn't even know how I was going to have time for that. And then finally somebody like you just told me like, just make time. And so then I did. So I'm, I'm like working certain things that I care about back into my, my life. Well, you're doing like <laughs> so. with the podcast, you know, you're doing, you're doing good work. You're getting, you are creating an outlet and, a, a way to reach those people that you're bringing on are able to reach have a further reach for touching other people's lives yeah. through your podcast and it's not only inspiring you and it's not only helping you be more creative but it's helping them and it's helping other people and yeah. so that's just and when you asked me to be on the podcast I'm like Oh wow! You know, I I was extremely honored. I should have asked sooner. <laughs> yeah, you should have asked sooner. Like I'm, I I love who you are. I love you know your your energy and how calm and you know charismatic you are. Thank you. Um, but that. you're also very humble and and grounded. Uh, so just keep doing what you're doing, man. Like uh, like I said, you know, you asked the question of was there a moment in time, uh. I didn't go without fighting. Let's just say that yeah. it it took uh, took my best friend to really pull me um, into the light to be aware of myself. Yeah. And I, like I said, I I'm, I'm confident in my capabilities, but I wasn't confident enough in myself to say, "Ah, oh, fuck that! You're not going to use me. You're not going to use my gifts. I'm going to be stronger without you. Yeah, and I'm going to do it for myself." Yeah. And I believe in myself. And you said there was a shift in my pictures. And it's really, uh, like I said before, it's it's a gateway into my soul, my heart. And you're able to see the growth in in my pictures and and the progress Mm -hmm. that I'm making in my life and what I'm appreciating and what I'm seeing. Um, Because I try to convey that in my pictures. And a lot of people say, well, I love your your, the darkness. And uh, I'm like... I love darkness because again, with like we were saying about failure and we were saying about success, if you can't like appreciate the darkness Mm -hmm. and understand the darkness and be okay in it, you'll never appreciate light Yeah, because you don't know where you could be. Yeah. And people that haven't experienced that won't know what you're talking about, but one day they'll get it. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't know if it's a, if it's an age thing or if it's just a random point in everybody's life where you get to a point that you just become humbled by what happens. I, I don't think I said that correctly, but there there's a point I think in everyone's life where you're going to be knocked down to your knees and you're gonna you're going to be humbled whether you're ready for it or not. And then at that point you have two choices. You can uh, learn from it and grow. Or you can just turn into a, a miserable piece of shit and hate your life for the rest of your existence. And see, that's why I think COVID hit everybody so hard is everybody got in that repetitive motion yeah. where they were like, okay, I don't really like my wife or my husband or whatever, <laughs> you know, whatever the case may be, or I don't really like my job, but they were in a routine to where they became, I guess you could use desensitized or institutionalized, right. so to speak. And then they were thrown that curveball and then they're like I don't like this at all I can't stand you I don't want to do this like I, and lost their mind and I think that's what we need to strive to do to ourselves 
is make ourselves uncomfortable. Yeah. Make ourselves uncomfortable because when we're uncomfortable, we are going to grow. Mm-hmm. We're going to learn. And yeah. then eventually we will find peace. And that's just where I've come to the point in my life where I know who I am. I know what I want. And I don't know where, what that's going to look like, what my future is going to look like, what I'm going to be doing. But I know who I want to be when I get there. Yeah. So. At least you got a a direction to head. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you're all over the place, but you kind (laughs) of know where you want to end up. She's on your couch. Pancake. (laughs) It's a gorgeous dog. And I'm I'm putting a picture of Pancake up right now, too. Awesome. So. All right. Well, shit, man. This has been great. Um, yeah. Before we get out of pleasure. here, um, all all the stuff. Where do you want people to find you? Um, they can find me on Instagram. Um, oh my gosh, I don't even know my handle. It's, <laughs> it's uh, on, honey dot badger one one six actual. Badger. I think something like that. Uh, you know, I don't really do that stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that? it's you got a manager. Yeah, <laughs> myself. Yeah. Um, honey dot badger dot actual one one six is uh, my Instagram handle, um, and then you can always find me on Facebook at Alicia Leanne, um, uh, and it's and you'll see me on there. It's Honey Badger is and I got that that nickname a long time ago from a seal buddy uh he's like you're so cute but you're so vicious <laughs> i was like shut up well and now you can find alicia's material all over fort worth roots facebook page instagram so i'm anytime somebody puts something out after they've been on the show i try to share it awesome and uh sometimes i'll miss it so if you want something put up just send it to me directly and it'll go up the next just I'm don't put any on. of my booty pics up there. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, if you, if, you, if you post some booty pics, it might go up. <laughs> I'm very proud of that. There you go. Um, yeah, man, your art's great, and I'm digging it, and uh, you got to keep it up, and then collaborate with y'all's podcast or whatever y'all want to do. Absolutely. I'm, I'm always well, trying fun. to get out there, and if you need somebody to hold a camera, I'm in. Oh, yeah. So. No, I, I've already thought, like, as we were talking, I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to take pictures of this motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, pull you out of your comfort zone. Yeah, no problem. All right. Well, I hit the outro music, and then we're done, and uh, I will have you back on the podcast soon. Yes. All right, cool. Alicia, thanks. Fort Worth Roots. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Another big thank you to Alicia Leanne for coming on the show. Amazing. Can't wait to have her back on. We're going to talk about the upcoming podcast that her and her friend, I believe his name is Joe, that they're putting on. That's going to be cool. Can't wait to see the artwork as it unfolds. She just got herself a new camera. This lady's on fire. It's going to be good. We made a good connection. Honey.badger.actual116 for her Instagram. Hey, where are you right now? Are you in India? Are you in Germany? Are you in the Philippines? Well, it shows up on the interactive map. Every single time you watch an episode, I get to see that. And I appreciate you coming in here and watching the show. Every single time you watch even one episode, it lights up my interactive map, and I get to see people from around the world enjoying the content. If you'd ever like to leave me a message... 
You got tips, pointers, complaints. It's media at fortworthroots.com. And I'll be happy to listen. And if you send me an MP3 format, like voicemail style file, it's cringy how much that just rhymed. I will try to incorporate that in the podcast. I've only had one taker so far, but I got a lot of people listening to the podcast. You want to be on the podcast? Yeah? Yeah, bro? Yeah? Send me an MP3 format file. And if it's not too deranged, I'll put it on the podcast. I'm kind of deranged myself, so I'm setting the bar pretty high here. Media at fortworthroots.com. Thank you all for being here. I'm going to shut up. I will see you next week. Thank you for listening to the show. Don't forget, this episode, if you're just listening to it on a podcast, the YouTube video is going to have a lot more stuff on it. Uh, all the pictures that Alicia allowed me to put on here and uh, some of my own personal photography from, God, six, seven years ago. So anyway, that's enough. Thank you, and I will see you next week. Bye! Bye.